1: One, and welcome to another episode of Shortcomings where we shoot the shit about every single episode of Sex and the City in chronological order. I am your host Samantha Bush and I am joined by other host Chris Lewis. Hi Chris, how are you?
2: I am well, how are you?
1: I'm good.
2: I'm not. It's been a rough week.
1: It's only Wednesday. It is. I have my iced coffee, I am feeling alive.
2: I'm having a gorgeous glass of Pinot Gris.
1: Ooh, okay, I Ramona should note it's
2: 5 p.m. We're not recording at 10 a.m. As we have typically. So yeah.
1: Are you drinking Ramona's wine?
2: No, not Pinot Grigio. Pinot Gris.
1: What? What's that?
2: You know what? You, you'll you never understand. I it.
1: thought you were just like giving it like a cute little nickname.
2: No, it's a completely different grape.
1: Oh. <laughs>
2: Excuse Moving on? me. There's really not much going on, Sam, in the Sex and the City cinematic universe. They feel like they're batting down the hatch. In terms of filming, I don't really, we still don't even have a release date, which is really bothering me because I'd like to figure out when is this all going to premiere in terms of us doing this. I think they're probably not going to wait to premiere it until we get to season six and finish the other two movies. Yeah. So.
1: They'll hold off for us. Sadly.
2: Nor do I want to wait that long because I'm dying to see Nicole Ari Parker Mm -hmm. on this show.
1: I'm dying to see like just the girls back. Um, big. Who knows what's going to be happening with big? I've heard horrible rumors.
2: Honestly, you know I'm. Well, I'm most excited to see Nicole Ari Parker. Okay. But I am so excited to see our old friend Steve, and I don't even like him. You
1: hate him.
2: I really do. I believe I texted you recently that I prefer Skipper.
1: This morning. Oh, what was that? <laughs> this morning? You said like, Skipper greater than. Greater tempo. than. Steve with a heart. I was like, I cannot stand you.
2: We just haven't seen him in a while, but I'm so excited to see him. I'm missing his performance. I'm not missing the character of Steve Brady, but I'm really missing his, that performance, that accent he does have a cute butt, so maybe we'll see that, although he's got to be 98 by now, that guy.
1: Well, and his mom's dead, right?
2: Well, yeah, but what does that have to do with anything? I don't
1: know. I was surprised I didn't see her face, you know, oh, oh no. this well, person's yes, coming back. but the
2: actress who played her is dead and the character died. I think. I think we are meant to believe she's dead in the second movie. But Anne Mira, you know, shout out to Anne, a gr- one of the all-time great comedic actresses. And we lost Jerry Stiller, you know. So Ben Stiller's an orphan. And um, tweeting nonsense. He's about nepotism. Yeah,
1: no, he's been acting kind of a fool over on the yeah, Twitter. Yeah, I mean,
2: he had sex with Brandy Glanville, so we know he's not right.
1: That's so fucking amazing. I love that.
2: Yeah, but so we're we're gonna skip the cinematic universe section. Although we did just talk <laughs> probably more than we planned to about it.
1: I know. I love that we're like. There's nothing going on in Sex and the City, but we'll spend four minutes on it.
2: And yet I'm now following some photographer whose sole purpose is just to take like set images of it and like following him down to the minute and like zooming in on each one.
1: I don't think you've ever sent me anything of his, like any shots of his.
2: No, here's the thing. I can never remember what his, abro- what is his, like, what do you call it? His, his, his,
1: his, his handle? handle?
2: His, his account.
1: In- yes, his Instagram handle.
2: Yes, his handle.
1: His handle, yeah. So I,
2: I'll send it to you the next time he it like comes up. across my desk because I don't know how to search for him. Okay, cool. Or her. Okay. Or them. All right. So let's get into the episode. Let's
1: get into it. That we felt better. We feel peppier.
2: Guys, we're just going to admit this. We are recording this directly after we recorded <laughs> last week's episode. <laughs> Sam and I are so excited to get through season one. We're, get, we're recording two a day, so you're getting us fresh right after talking about the baby shower but we really did love this episode so Mm -hmm. much more than that one which is not hard because we gave it a one out of ten
1: yeah i mean there's really only place to go
2: yeah because we're never going to give an episode a zero out of ten as long as it has samantha in it (laughs) correct Correct. so i guess the revival oh my god
1: oh god we're gonna be really critical
2: we're gonna drag that revival left and right Although it could wait. be great because I genuinely do love the first movie. So Michael Patrick King does know how to tell stories in a post-season six world. So fingers crossed. But let's get into it. Okay. The, with an episode synopsis. Carrie and Big's relationship gets a little too real for her liking. Miranda is in the middle of a long, dry spell. Samantha considers forsaking her one true love sex. And Charlotte is dating a recovering <laughs> sex maniac, which is just yikes. I like, love that. So... This episode focuses really heavily on the importance of sex in a relationship, but also veers into this idea of like, when is it okay to reveal your true self in a relationship? Mm -hmm. And I don't know that those two ideas congeal perfectly, because we don't really see that latter part in anyone else's story other than Carrie's. Mm -hmm. However, I thought this was probably my favorite episode of season one so far. But again, the bar's really low.
1: Yeah. I liked it because, again, all four women have something going on. I enjoyed that. Like, it felt more equal. Yes. A little bit. I like that there's, like, men in this episode, and they're all kind of, like, navigating different spaces.
2: And no men in the, the in last the baby episode. baby shower. The baby shower. Yeah. So let's uh, get into it with the monologue.
0: New York City is all about sex. People getting it, people trying to get it, and people who can't get it. No wonder the city never sleeps. It's too busy trying to get laid. But if you ever actually do manage to get someone in bed, the real fun begins.
2: So let's start with Queen Miranda this episode, because she's really struggling. I mean, with the episode being called The Drought, she's the clearest to the theme In the sense that she reveals to Carrie early on she has not had sex for three months. And by the way, she also reveals this to the nail technicians, who. Yeah. I was kind of like, this is. Isn't that a little too close for comfort?
1: Three times. Try three months. No. Yes. Now would be a good time to wipe that horrified look off your face. I'm
0: sorry, sweetie. I'm sorry. I just. Wow, I didn't know. Where have I been? You've been having sex.
1: I've been at Blockbuster running videos. It's tragic. Also, I can't imagine Miranda getting her nails done. Really? No. Like, seeing I mean, her in all a bad nail bad. salon, I was like, I don't see that for them.
2: Hmm, I disagree.
1: Really? You see Miranda going to get her nails done.
2: They're all materialistic. Why wouldn't she go get her nails done?
1: Are you materialistic if you get your nails done?
2: Or I shouldn't say materialistic, but they're all, I mean, they're all interested in what they look like, which, by the way, is totally fine as someone who spends far too much money on clothes.
1: I just find her to be someone that would have like a really nice, like clear polish, like very, I can't imagine her like having, getting funky. Not in Pat
2: Fields' world, baby.
1: Oh, (laughs) that's true.
2: But instead of sex, she's been renting videos and snack food, which begins this notion that Miranda is an emotional eater. Because we'll Mm -hmm. see her, I mean, right, there's the Chinese food episode.
1: The cake in the garbage.
2: Yes, when she's, like, buying expensive cakes, but then doesn't she start making her own cakes?
1: Yeah, and then she also, like, when Carrie forgets the cream cheese with the bagels, she gets upset. She eats... The cookie... If she
2: eats a giant cookie, as we'll see... She's eating! She's gonna eat her way through it. Yeah. Although she won't eat ass, as we know.
1: (laughs) I forgot all about that.
2: What'd you think of the construction worker who's catcalling her?
1: You're looking good, baby, good enough teas. And where you going, doll? I got
0: what you want. I got what you need. You talking to me? Oh, we got a live one,
1: boys. You got what I want? You got what I need? Uh Uh-huh. Well, what I want is to get laid. What I need is to get laid. I need to get laid.
0: Take it easy,
2: lady. I'm married.
1: I'll talk and no action, huh? What a gaboon.
2: The only thing I'll say is I did think that they cast a attractive enough man that for a moment I was like, is this leading to him being the end of the dry spell and us not being disgusted?
1: He was hot. He's I don't a construction know if he was worker. hot. He, just he wasn't was a construction sh- worker. They're so Not hot. all
2: construction workers are hot.
1: Most are. All
2: right. Most, well,
1: like, they got that little tool belt. They got their little jeans. They got their little reflective vest and their helmet.
2: Are you living in a 90s Skinamax movie?
1: <laughs> yeah. That's how I picture them all. It's nice. Whatever. Okay.
2: Well, Miranda eventually calls this guy out, and he does not have, he doesn't have it he's also married so he shouldn't be doing this anyway
1: no he shouldn't but men are garbage
2: and it's not even by the way like the other men were like ooh Mm -hmm. tommy you're really doing i don't know that his name is tommy
1: well his name is tommy to us
2: but um you know tommy the doorman and now tommy the construction worker okay and the other men were like i feel like they were kind of looking at him like buddy leave this woman alone she just wants to eat gummy bears and watch weird documentaries But before we move on from Miranda, I do want to say that she is an absolute real one in this episode in terms of supporting Carrie.
1: She is. I do have to say something about Carrie this episode when it comes to the women and her coming to them about the issue that she is facing is she is the kind of friend that goes to all of her friends for their opinion just till she hears one that she wants to hear, like till it fits like... Oh, yes. okay. That makes sense. So that I'm okay. And it's like, that's exhausting.
2: absolutely,
1: that's an exhausting friend to be.
2: Yeah, we're gonna fully break down Carrie.
1: Yeah, we'll get there, but also this calling, cat calling thing. Also, I mean, the hot dog,
2: the hot dog though, that is an example of is he cat calling her or is he supposed to be saying eat me because he's a sandwich?
1: Oh, yeah, he's a sandwich. He's not a hot dog, obviously. Thank you. I was an idiot.
2: By the way, I heard you say hot dogs, said sandwich, and to me they were the same thing. (laughs) But, Ray, isn't that the argument in the episode? We're not sure if he's saying eat me because he's a sandwich or because he's... But also, is that even a phrase a man would use to a woman? Mm -hmm. Eat me? Well, these days.
1: It also feels... Okay. I know. Eating ass is like a real, real hot topic. My friends and I literally discussed it. She said to me, she was like... The guy thought that I would, like, eat his ass. And I was like, well, you kind of seem like someone that would do that. And she was like,
2: what? It's nice to do that. If Did he ask politely?
1: (laughs) I don't think it was, like, a polite thing. I don't really... I don't remember the circumstances surrounding the eating ass. I
2: don't think there's a way to, like, unless he presented his ass to her like a baboon, I don't think... Did she go to the bathroom and then he came, she came back and he was ass Listen,
1: I don't remember this. I hope he was, by the way,
2: as long as he had a cute little tushy. But I'm assuming this man was white, so he had a concave ass.
1: I don't know. Hockey players, white hockey players have great butts.
2: Okay. Yeah, no. Well.
1: They don't.
2: This is an eating ass podcast. Shout out to your parents.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Hey guys. Oh, my dad at dinner the other day Uh was talking about this podcast.
2: Oh. And how much he loves me?
1: Yeah. My parents both had this conversation. I was like, okay. I'm so glad. I
2: can't wait to meet them. I'm going to stay with them and talk about you.
1: Oh, my God. I said to my mom, I go, he drags me just like you. And she was like, I don't do that. I was like, know thyself.
2: (laughs) But let's get into Queen Samantha. Okay. Who, they are at yoga. And before she lands the instructor, she gives (laughs) a dead-on understanding of the expectations put on women. And she's so right. Which is so sad but true that she's basically saying, like, look, bitch, you're not supposed to be human. Yeah, you can. If you want this man to like you, look alive.
0: No, honey, you're a woman. And men don't like women to be human. We aren't supposed to fart, douche, use tampons, or have hair in places we shouldn't. I mean, hell, a guy once broke up with me because I missed a bikini wax.
2: She decides to pursue her instructor, Siddhartha.
1: Who's so hot.
2: I was disgusted by him what his little earrings were so upsetting
1: i loved him
2: i thought he had pretty eyes i thought he had a gaunt gross face i didn't care for his ha- haircut he was wearing a silver matte jacket that was upsetting he had earrings disgusting
1: i don't know his faux spirituality was really doing it for me
2: did you like that he studies tantric celibacy
1: i don't know i was i was into him
2: samantha decides to join him in that which she can't do for very long. And then did you like the man who she decides to have sex with with the goatee? <sighs> the first man who she looks at is like not great. Oh but when the camera panned to the man with the goatee, I screamed.
1: The goatee on any man is sick.
2: Hmm. Sick. If I had my phone, I'd do a quick Google image of hot men with goatees. There has to be one.
1: Where? Because it's never happened. Did Ben Affleck
2: rock a goatee for a bit? You know I love my Benny. He did. The number one Leo man.
1: Oh my god. No, he did have a goatee for a minute.
2: I'd take him any which way.
1: Mm, okay.
2: My Boston king.
1: Your, <laughs> your Bostonian He's king. He's
2: Boston strong, as his t-shirt says.
1: <laughs> oh my god.
2: But um, I was actually surprised. What I couldn't figure out listening, watching this storyline of Samantha's is what was her like end game here? He says he doesn't want to have sex. She decides not to have sex or masturbate. Did she think eventually he was going to break? Yes. Like, it just seemed like a very weird whole story. It
1: is weird. But
2: I I, I loved it. I loved it because I thought she was so fucking funny. When she's listening to him talk about being, his celibacy, her face acting alone.
1: Ten out of Ten.
2: Run her an Emmy in 1999.
1: Samantha is just so fucking good. She's such a good character. And the more that like we talk about her and her acting abilities and just like her personality on the show, I'm like, the more I realize, oh my God, I'm really going to miss her.
2: I used to be one of those people who genuinely thought like, oh, I mean, I love all these women. Like you could take one out and I'll be fine. Watching this, I'm like, what's, what are we doing Mm -hmm. here? In this revival I mean when he's talk, When she's saying You're hard And then she's making These little yeah. faces It's so funny It
1: is funny And I, like even just the Her moments in the first Sex and City movie Like just her comedic Dry humor Is just I'm just gonna miss it
2: She Kim Cattrall was able To make the line Lawrence of my labia work God bless
1: Lawrence of my labia
2: she honestly deserved a Pulitzer Prize, a Nobel mm-hmm. Peace Prize, it, beyond EGOTing, for just for having to say that line with conviction. She's also very funny when they're watching um, the couple have sex in uh, Carrie's window.
1: Oh, she's so funny. How long has it been?
0: A hundred years. It never goes down, does it? Mm-hmm. Look, it's still hard. Yeah. Go me bear, please. Give me the fucking candy. Hey, snapping over gummy bears might be a sign that celibacy is not for you. All I can say is that my big payoff better be worth it.
1: She's a scene stealer.
2: So just shout out to Kim cattrall We yeah. love you. Come We're on the podcast. Scatting queen. She's never coming on this fucking podcast. She
1: might. We literally love her.
2: We do. So let's get into Sharshar, Queen Sharshar. <laughs> who's picked up a new man, Kevin? We find- use- uh, Isn't
1: Charlotte exhausted?
2: <laughs> She's- This- We have been on the apps for four days and both of us are like, I, I can't do this shit anymore.
1: I'm like, oh my God. Like, I'm tired.
2: But we find out that Kevin used to date Carrie. Has that ever happened to you? Where you ended up dating someone, even if you did know that a friend had dated. I just have never been in that experience. Mostly because I don't have a ton of gay male friends. I do now, but not a ton.
1: I think it happened more like- when my friends and I were younger because like we were in high school. So like the dating pool was like really small, but I don't remember. No, no. I also, my friends and I have very different tastes
2: in the sense that you have none and they have some.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, just the people I'm attracted to. They, they find, I think physically attractive, the people that I've dated, but But they're
2: like, that guy's poor and has no teeth. What's going on?
1: (laughs) Stop. I don't date poor people with no teeth. That's true. I date poor people with teeth.
2: (laughs) I I was kidding. When she does have the standard of you must have at least 47% of your
1: Mm -hmm. teeth. That's very accurate.
2: But I did love the moment when Charlotte wants all of the details about the man. Like he says he has to go take a work call and she turns to Carrie so quickly.
1: Mm -hmm. And she's like, how do you know him? She turns into like like an investigative
2: journalist.
1: Mm -hmm. And she was like, Carrie, we don't have time. (laughs) For you, like, to get long-winded or like, yeah, come on, like, and then Carrie, I thought was a really funny moment where she just goes, "He's a sex maniac," and like, it's just very quick about it. And then the guy comes back to the table and yeah, deal with that.
0: Okay, when? Um, um, three years ago. Three years, I can live with that. Serious? No. Good. Why'd you break up? You know, we were in, we were in different places, and I just Carrie. don't have time for diplomacy just tell me he's a sex maniac
2: so that then um ultimately makes charlotte like him even more because she thinks he's being so respectful and willing to curb his urges for her Mm -hmm. and then she they try to go at it and sam Mm -hmm. he had a line and an image that i'm not sure i'm ever going to be able to get out of my head
1: (gasps) No, I know I know do you want to say it
2: he says after a while of uh, his penis <laughs> after a while it's kind of like a taffy pole pulling a piece of taffy it's as vivid as an image
1: <laughs> it's like a very it's a descriptor
2: he can't get hard right due to the prozac he's on which is he was very anxious and angry, but a sex maniac when he dated Carrie. Which I'd love to have mm-hmm. seen that.
1: <laughs> where's that guy? Yeah,
2: where's that storyline? Yeah. <laughs> and now his dick is like pulling a Laffy Taffy.
1: Taffy. No. Upsetting. I don't have a penis.
2: Okay, I do.
1: But I, and I'm not going to ask you if you've had this experience, but this is a reference in a New Girl episode.
2: Uh, and the image is Taffy? Yes. Oh, boy. I'm so glad I never got through that show then.
1: Like, Schmidt is like, I'm Ugh, trying to, like, him. get myself going for an hour or something. And he, like, references his dick. It's like a taffy pull on a hot summer's day is what he says. I'm, a th- I'm, I'm so positive that's what he says. So I'm just like, I don't want to ask you this, but I'm going to ask the men out there. I have
2: never had that experience. Okay, go for you. To you. all the gorgeous gay men listening to this, please let us know if you have.
1: Yeah, like, has your dick ever been like, like a lappy Taffy? Like Taffy? And it's so descriptive. Because I'm literally, I'm like imagining a thing of Taffy and just pulling.
2: It's such a, I'm picturing like, not to be gross, but flesh colored Taffy and it's gross.
1: Sick. Sick. But also like, I, I like the imagery.
2: It's 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 a great image.
1: It's a great image. Horrifying, but a great image.
2: But I do love that he proposes then watching a movie and pulls out a Blockbuster mm-hmm. video. So Sex in the City is really dragging Blockbuster is basically like what happens when you can't have sex.
1: It's like a Netflix and chill.
2: No, but it's like sexless. They're oh, like, if the you can't chill. fuck, you've got to go to Blockbuster. It's like, <laughs> did they put Blockbuster out of business?
1: They <laughs> They, section they, the did. City
2: kept KFC in business and put Blockbuster out of and it, and
1: McDonald's. They kept McDonald's in business. Yeah,
2: they're keeping those uh, McMuffins afloat.
1: <laughs> those apple pies. Which have you ever had a McDonald's apple pie?
2: I mean, I'm sure I no, I, no, I'm sure I've had a. McDonald's. Chris, I'm, they're
1: fucked up. I don't up. like
2: sweets though. So.
1: Oh yeah that's one thing we actually have in common
2: um but charlotte ultimately decides she has no real interest in being in a sexless relationship which is originally what i thought and it's a nice setup for trey
0: mm-hmm. oh, come on wouldn't you rather be with a guy who's kind and giving and not that interested in sex than an unstable oversexed prick who only wants to get laid nope once Charlotte realized she couldn't get what she thought she didn't want, she couldn't imagine going on without
2: it. But then when I was re-watching it right before we started, I think it's actually more about the fact that he won't change for her.
1: Oh, that's good.
2: Because he, she liked the fact that he was willing to change before, mm-hmm. and he's not willing this time. I think it ultimately isn't about sex at this moment. It's about her wanting to be in control and like, say, wait, you're not willing to go off Prozac for me?
1: No. And we were having this conversation on our break, uh, about getting back on soloft. So, like, I feel for him.
2: Anything you need to get through the day, you should be able to do. Yeah. I thought Kevin was a king.
1: Kevin was a king. That's I mean, we'll get to it, but he is my He's a poet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Creating
2: beautiful imagery. Mm-hmm. And he knows about his mental health. He's a twenty twenty one. That's what king. I'm saying.
1: In nineteen ninety eight, this guy was
2: progressive as fuck. Mm-hmm. Who is he? Bernie Sanders? <laughs>
1: Oh my God! Oh God! So I hope he is doing well. I hope wherever Kevin is, he's his dick is not like a laffy taffy pole. But you know what? If that keeps his mental mental state like sharp and good and healthy. So then... far,
2: I've wanted three spinoffs: Amelita Amalfi exclamation point following Amelita's escapades, mm-hmm. a Brooklyn-esque story about Tommy the doorman, and now, honestly, I would watch a show called Kevin Can't Wait. And I don't know what it would be about, but it would be following Kevin and his Prozac and his journey on his mental health and finding the right sexual partner for him. I'm here for it. Willing to pitch it.
1: Well, I'm I'm here for you.
2: So let's get into our old CB. Oh. <laughs> Carrie the Bradshaw. Yeah. We do get some confirmation that she and Big have been dating for many weeks, mm-hmm. which to me means puts them at 10 weeks.
1: She said sleeping together for many weeks. And what I took from that is like, they've really now, they spend a lot of overnights together. They're doing her sleepovers that she thinks is a big deal.
2: But that's I think I if if it. you say many weeks, oh, you think I'm putting that at 10. Right before three months.
1: Okay. You think that's it? But she
2: wants to make it longer than two months.
1: I see that. I don't think they've been dating longer than six months.
2: I have been desperate. No, because we haven't seen a season change. Okay. I've been desperate to understand how long this has been. And this line to me, I'm at 10 weeks.
1: I think like any cha- any little glimpse of a reference to time you're latching onto.
2: Yes. Many weeks, 10 weeks. So they're in bed. Oh, by the way, did you notice the song that's playing at the beginning of the episode during the monologue and they're um, eating nuts in bed, ice cream and nuts, and he's reading his old man book? I
1: loved that.
2: They're also sitting in bed very much like they do in the first movie. He's yes. kind of got his arm out and she's in the crux of it. Yeah.
1: I made the note I'm really happy to see them happy and they feel comfortable with each other. I get a better sense that they're like really into each other. Like, I know that they've always been into each other, but this feels much more of like st- it's stable. Intimate. Yeah, intimate.
2: It looks like she's working and editing her, like her column. Yeah. He's reading his old man book. She's eating ice cream and feeds him some. But the song playing in the background is, is a jazzy version of Moon River, <gasps> which ultimately they'll dance to Chris! in the season four finale. I just
1: got the chills.
2: When I heard it, I started, I was walking around and I started singing Moon River. And I was like, why am I singing this? And also to this weird syncopated, mm-hmm. not like um, the original or the Frank Ocean version. Yeah. And it's because that's, it's like a jazzy version of Moon River, which I thought I was like um, that. I didn't realize that the later episode is referencing perhaps this. Yeah. Um, but then, Carrie farts she in toots. bed, she which leads her to run out of bed, hit her head on the door, Horrifying. and Big has quite a laugh. And
1: I love that laugh that he does.
2: I was so turned on when he laughed. I
1: was so turned on by them in bed together, eating ice cream and like being all cute. And then she tooted because it wasn't a fart; it was like a very like high pitched like, "boop." And um, okay, I don't. I know. I don't
2: care for the language like this.
1: <laughs> And then she ran away. And I like, I thought it was so funny that she, like, her first acting was to go under the covers. And then he was like, it's probably worse under there. Like, they were <laughs> able to joke about it and laugh, but she's still mortified. And then she leaves out the door very quickly.
2: But doesn't she look great in her simple black tee? She's wearing like a black tank and jeans. It's so simple and cute. And she's got like a gold bracelet on it. I was like, this is the carry I like. Streamline the look.
1: Yeah. We're getting more of that, by the way. I don't know if you've noticed.
2: Not in the revival.
1: Well, no, not in the revival. The rose looks fucking crazy.
2: Um, what but would she you begins do if to spiral. I don't really do that that often. Right, okay,
1: you're not a flat And when
2: person. I do, it's something like I'm aware that it's going to happen, and I've always been able to remove myself. But I think if I did do it around, particularly if I was very nervous still around the guy, I would be as mortified, horrified. But I wouldn't like get up and run. I would then like be like, "Look, bitch, human nature."
1: Yeah, I would be really mortified. I personally also I'm not a very flatulent person either, especially around people. I think my body like tenses up and like it just doesn't Which
2: happen. maybe Carrie is also and that's why she's so surprised that happened.
1: Non-flatulent. Systems. But
2: she was finally so comfortable and oh, I guess th- does dairy then make that more possible? Is that uh, the re- is the are they laying that track with the ice cream? Oh
1: my god, yeah. They are. That's funny.
2: But they don't sleep together. They he She sleeps at his place for three nights and don't have sex. And this leads Carrie to spiral. To lose her fucking mind.
0: I farted. I farted in front of my boyfriend. And? And we're no longer having sex. We And he thinks of me as one of the boys. And I'm going to have to move to another city where the shame of this won't follow me. You farted. You're human. I don't want him to know that. I mean he's this perfect guy you know he walks around his perfect apartment with his perfect suits he's I mean, just perfect 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 and I'm the girl who farts I mean no wonder we're not having sex
1: also I they when they were making that or when they were eating Chinese when he put the um whoopee cushion down to like make a joke about it
2: they and were drinking
1: really dosekis, and I just don't see that for her
2: no she the, remember they were drinking beer when they play poker early in the episode but she's a Corona queen at that point <laughs> but maybe big as a dosecchis man yep. That's true. But my main thing was is Carrie is a writer of a sex column.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Sex and relationships and dating. Shouldn't she be fully aware that it is a good thing to sleep at a man's place and not have sex? To me, that is when intimacy begins.
1: It is, but also like she just had this really embarrassing moment. So she's somehow trying to make sense of it. And that's where her head goes, which is insane.
2: I know, but it's crazy. It's
1: crazy. It's crazy.
2: And we also get the idea, this lays, and it'll be fully explored a little bit later, that she doesn't think she's good enough for Big, which is so sad.
1: It is sad. We're And we really, she really, I mean, she basically just says that. She's like, his life is perfect, his apartment is perfect, his job is perfect, he has the perfect everything, and I'm just farther. farter.
2: And she avoids seeing him for a bit until she sees Mr. and Mrs. Get It On. Miss. Which is basically the exact same storyline as Dante in the first movie, which is just like, we're really recycling. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes when they reference things, I'm like, oh, that's great. Play Moon River twice. Yeah. Don't give me people watching people fuck twice. That just is, like, this is the same story.
1: But maybe they forgot the season one, like, what happened then.
2: They're like, no one revisits season one. Let's just do it. When
1: anyone rewatches, like, no one does this.
2: If two people were having sex, would you just watch? I
1: would probably find myself looking for a minute, just like, oh...
2: Yes I would be like oh wow I don't
1: think I would be like sitting down and like staring
2: But it turns It turns carry on And so she decides to go over to She calls big and goes over Mm -hmm. And they kiss at the door Which they'll do later I believe in La Dolores Squeeze My favorite episode And he'll be chewing gum and choke a bit Yeah But I just thought of that moment of like Again they're caught in this circle These two dum-dums
1: Message.
2: Big is trying to watch, I think, is it a, a boxing match?
1: It's something. It's, like, some sort of, like, it's sports. It's sports. He's yeah. watching sports <laughs> He's TV. He's watching sports.
2: And Carrie has...
1: <sighs> <laughs> We're both, like... She uh...
2: has a freak out. She's trying to, like, make out with him, and he finally gets really upset, and then she has, like, a freak
1: out. Yeah.
0: Jesus, Carrie, come on. Did you not get the fuck off? I'm trying to watch this fight. Just... Fine, I'll leave. What... What is wrong with you? Why are you acting so nuts? Well, maybe I'm not perfect. Maybe I don't fit into your perfect, you know, life with your perfect apartment and your perfect pay-per-view fight. Maybe I should leave.
2: And this is what made me text you. If straight women are nearly as crazy as Carrie is, we need to give a little bit more grace to straight men. Because this is bonkers the way she behaves here. In my opinion. I'm
1: sorry. I think it's bonkers, but also she's just, like, really insecure, which is a thing that, again, we talked about... The last episode, they always are painting Samantha to be this like really insecure person and it's like, but it's really Carrie. <laughs> Carrie's Absolutely. the insecure one. Like she's all of her issues with Big pretty much come from just insecurity, which I is like really relatable.
2: Oh yes. I should add it is incredibly relatable. Yeah. And have I done something slightly similar in my, you know, my younger age, my dizzier young days.
1: By dizzier and young age, you mean like last year
2: no bitch we were in a pandemic last year I wasn't going anywhere oh that's true Well, we're still in a pandemic right no this would have been like like right after college when I was like just flying around like a crazy dum-dum
1: <laughs> crazy dum-dum I just think I mean I've done this like I remember with my like first serious boyfriend I would choose to have really intense conversations right before we were gonna go to sleep and I learned as I got older that that's not something that you should do no. With a man specifically, because men are they are wired different than women are. They're not ready to have that conversation. They were. And they he's were... just
2: trying to enjoy his game. Yeah, he's not even in any kind of headspace. I do think it's funny that he lets her leave, and she does note like, "I waited outside." obligatory I think she says like 10 seconds to see if he'd come mm-hmm. do you think big just sat there and was like well she's gone I'm watching my game a
1: thousand percent he was probably like she's crazy this one pimp
2: game strong
1: yeah like he's just like phased by it but in in a way where he's just also not he just is like okay
2: and I do think had she stayed he would have been forced to talk it out but big is like this problem is no longer in front of yeah. me Therefore, I don't have to address it. That's
1: how a lot of men are, I think.
2: Certainly how I am. I'd have been like, okay, bitch, you okay, left. Bye. So Carrie then decides to paint her kitchen. Oh my God, I've done this. As a way to distract herself from calling Mr. Big, which I think is an interesting choice because she's trying to fix her domestic space to to make it nicer i'd be interested if any interior decorators watch this like is big's apartment the same color she's trying to paint the kitchen like what is she trying to take from to gussy up her domestic space she's also clean she's also fixing up the space that's the most traditionally feminine well i
1: also think
2: and yet the space that she never uses
1: are you really okay I've just done this, like I, last year, like I was like trying not to think about a situation and I literally just started painting my bath.
2: I think it is a very natural thing to do in life. But like, what were they life. trying like, to like across
1: in the show? I
2: have anxiety, so I'm, I'm a big person of like, oh, I'm anxious, so I'm going to do dishes or reorganize my closet right. or clean or move my bed. Look, if you ever walk into my bedroom and it doesn't look the same as it did the last time... That means I've probably had some kind of emotional breakdown if I was like, you know, my bed would look better in the closet.
1: (laughs) No, I get that.
2: And then one hour later, I'm like, I need to seek help. Mm -hmm. But I do think right in a TV show, there's like a meta, I'm trying to find, there's, she's doing this for a reason, right? And Miranda comes over and Carrie has the saddest admission that I want to hear.
0: Sex has stopped. He hasn't called. What if he never calls, and three weeks from now I pick up the New York Times and I read that he's married some perfect little woman who never passes gas under his $500 sheets. When did you get so obsessed with being perfect? I don't know. It's something about him. I mean, you should see me around him. I'm I'm not like me. I'm like, together Carrie. You know, I, I wear little outfits. You know, sexy Carrie and casual Carrie. Sometimes I catch myself actually posing. It's just, it's exhausting.
1: That is the saddest, most real monologue it's I've so heard. It's so real.
2: And Sarah Jessica Parker does such a great job playing it.
1: it oh, and then, too, because we know what happens, it's also just, it hurts even more, I think.
2: Well, she will end up reading in the New That's York Times that he's married. Yeah, the perfect yeah.
1: Person. Oh, I think, too, like, we've all felt that way before.
2: Absolutely, and right at the beginning of any relationship, there's a certain level of pretending until, you know, you feel comfortable being your realer self, but it seems like she's taken that to, like, a Juilliard, Meryl Streep level of acting, at least in her mind. Yeah,
1: like, where she just feels like she can't ever let that guard down with him.
2: And in some ways, it's also gotta be sad to think, like, this man who I'm falling in love with, which she also admits to Miranda, has never even really seen me. Right, right. I, I just thought it was such a great bit of writing. Yes. Sarah Jessica Parker does a great job. Cynthia Nixon does an amazing job listening to her. It's just a really it's, good scene. It's probably my favorite moment that we've seen so far. Sarah Jessica Parker, you know, people make fun of her. She's an amazing actor.
1: Who makes fun of her?
2: You know, people aren't uh, kind.
1: Well, the review for the...
2: Think about her looks Oh, uh, Thrusting
1: and towards the camera.
2: Yeah, but you know, you see that shit online also, and also I think people think she can only do this one thing the kind of, care. I think when people think about Sex the City, they think of the Carrie cutesiness and the puns, but she gets some really deep, real moments to play It's not surprising that one day she'll be able to pull off the I I always knew you would do this to me in the wedding dress. Because she's doing great dramatic work this early on in the show.
1: She's fantastic. And I just really loved it. Like I said, it's just a really nice moment. It's very real. I think everyone can relate to it. Which is, like, really sad, actually. But
2: Very. <laughs> well, what did you think when Big just stops by? He pops I in. I loved it. You did? I'd be so fucking mad. I don't even like when people FaceTime me without texting first.
1: No, I liked it because it he forced her to like let that part of herself down
2: yeah but he also plays she says why haven't you called and he plays that classic pimp game why haven't you called me just to answer my fucking question bitch yeah, but
1: that's not who he is we know that it's not but i liked it because i don't think she would have gotten there by herself
2: no you know the apartment's not in its best state because she's in the middle of painting and it's important to know carrie is also fairly disheveled mm-hmm. with paint on her she's face. very vulnerable and i think we're but I think we're meant to see, like, what him entering her apartment is him seeing the real The her. mess. Yeah, the mess that she talked about earlier. And she, she talks about how, she says many things about how the apartment isn't ready or good enough. And Big says simply that he likes it. It's nice. Very nice.
0: No, it's not. It's a mess. Yeah. Floors need to be stripped and the curtains are... Ins- I want to change a lot of it.
2: I don't know. I like it. I like it the way it is. What did you think of Bigg's admission, that he just likes it?
1: It just made me so happy. Like, we're both smiling. We're like, oh, it's cute. It's just, you know, it made me so happy to see him like it gave her that level of like approval like you're enough like that you're good enough this is this is who you are and i just thought that that was like so sweet because i'm also someone that doesn't did you
2: notice one of the things that she mentions is wrong with the apartment
1: the floors
2: she says the floors need to be stripped which ultimately Mm -hmm. aiden will do while she's cheating with big
1: you want to strip my floors remember that whole thing that he does it's like so annoying
2: ew excuse me he says it in a sexy way yeah, or does she say that? I think it's more cutesy and playful. The way you said you sh- want to strip my floors. No, but he says it is- like
1: that. Like, he tries to get sexy. I don't
2: know. I'll have to go back. You said it like she says when she comes out in that candy striper outfit.
1: No, no, but they're definitely trying to be sexy about it. Like, you want to strip my floors. Ugh. Just saying.
2: I can't wait to get to that I know. episode, though. But I just did think it was interesting that she says mm-hmm. that. And then while he's doing that, she will be outside of that apartment.
1: Fucking big.
2: Getting dicked down by Big in an elevator. Oh, oh,
1: we'll get there. We'll it's, get there.
2: It's so good. So good. However, the episode ends with her saying something that to me makes no sense.
0: And then he kissed me. Odd how normal can sometimes feel so uncomfortable.
2: What does that mean?
1: I took that to mean like So the whole episode they were trying to find what normal was. Like they're trying to define what normal is to people. And this to her is just having your boyfriend come over to your house is a normal thing people do in relationships. And it makes her uncomfortable.
2: But then we're so weird to believe that her being herself with Big in her own space isn't a comfortable thing for her at this point. I
1: agree. Yeah. I don't think it is. That's so sad. I'm not...
2: But it almost undercuts the kind of romance of the moment we just saw, which is sad. However, I think it's a more realistic moment, and perhaps the show in its later seasons would have just, like, left us on that rom-com yeah. moment. like in but season five. she's not yet comfortable with she's him. She's not. Because they're an awful couple.
1: Okay, well, we'll get there. You think they're terrible? I, th-
2: I think we're at their awful coupleness right you, now.
1: Does it get worse, do you think? Or is this pretty much it? Yeah,
2: I mean, I think it's going to get pretty bad next episode.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it does. It really does. What
2: did you think of the fashion in this one? I didn't really have anything to note in this one, really.
1: I didn't either.
2: I'm sure they all looked great, but there wasn't just any good, like, big moment. I thought she looked really cute painting, like, in her overalls. You love her in, like,
1: a simple, simple outfit. I
2: really do. I much prefer Carrie Simple than, like, her... I mean, I do appreciate when she also looks fucking crazy. Yeah like give me Carrie in the park dressed like a dutch boy.
1: <laughs> or when she was pregnant and they like kept putting her in these like tube tops or her boobs are just like huge. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah. In like that terry cloth dress
2: and the umbrella. Yeah.
1: Like it's just insanity, but I um I liked her. I, but
2: I I like season 1 simple Carrie. Okay. But my ideal Carrie fashion is coming in season 2. We you and I were messaging about this earlier. So we're going to really get to a good place season two when she's dating the politician <gasps> Chandler yes. Jackie Oh, with the, fl- when we introduced the, the flower for the first time, cause we haven't seen that yet. That's when to me, my Carrie Bradshaw sweet spot that I didn't think we saw anything here that was, particularly no
1: no i mean the only thing that i took note of was like i really liked her little lingerie outfit that she put on for big it was like a cute little like nighty it was like a little black thing when she was trying to be sexy and then he turned she away. looked like
2: a, i thought she that was her at her least sexy
1: it's i mean i liked it i didn't think it was sexy it
2: reminded me of later when she puts on the lingerie for burger when they're drunk oh my God,
1: but the shoes the fuzzy shoes. <laughs> and he,
2: the shoe, like, hits him yeah, in the head. Yeah, it should.
1: Fucking knock him out. He's a fucking nightmare. I've had to, like... I, my mom and I have literally gotten in arguments about Burger.
2: Maybe we'll have her as a special correspondent for the she Burger She'll s- be like,
1: I really like him. I'm like, are you okay?
2: Hey, don't talk bad about one of the brothers. <laughs> he's, he's one of our band of oh brothers. My God. In terms of men, we had Big, Siddhartha, Kevin mr get it on and eddie who i'm assuming is the construction worker
1: (laughs) who you named tommy in this episode
2: and yet i seem to have typed his name down as eddie
1: (laughs) that's why i'm laughing so
2: we have miss big siddhartha kevin mr get it on and eddie slash tommy
1: um i think we both agreed kevin is the winner
2: kevin's king he may not be able to get it up but my heart is full and we can figure some other things i mean he might be a
1: giver though too
2: that's true and or a receiver, you know, receive. in many ways. He, We can figure something out with Kevin.
1: Okay. Just imagining that. What
2: are you giving this one out of 1 out of 10? A
1: 5.
2: I really loved this episode. I'm giving it an 8.5. fuck this was, out. I thought this was one of the first great episodes. I love... You're giving I think it an
1: 8.5?
2: I think all the women have storylines that are either moving, like, or like I think Charlotte and Carrie storylines are kind of affecting in what they're talking yeah. about and I think that Samantha and Miranda storylines are funny enough to keep us going particularly Samantha Okay The ending is classic Sex and the City to me to go from that monologue that is so real and resonant to real to the kind of reality of sex and dating yeah. into this romantic moment with Big into this idea of question even questioning whether or not that romantic moment is true is essentially true. Add on top of that that we get two references to later episodes between Moon River and the stripping of the floors. I was in heaven.
1: Wow. an 8.5. okay. I
2: I, I happily this is the first episode of season one every single time I watched it to work on the to work on recording. I was happy to watch it. It made me feel like I would to a season three or four episode, which is like, this could be on at any given time. And I would be happy to see this. And I ain't felt that way about any of these other episodes. No, Some of them have been like, I don't never need to see this again. We
1: gave the last episode a one. And that was I believe we gave because, the
2: last two episodes one. And
1: that's because we couldn't give it a zero.
2: Yes. So at least it had Samantha. Maybe
1: I'm a little bitter. So I'm giving it a five.
2: That's that's okay, you know. You're back on these apps. You're looking for your Kevin. It's got. It's hard to see love like Kevin, on the screen if you don't have a man like that. You know.
1: Yeah, it is. It's tough. It's real tough.
2: So hard. Um, unlike Kevin, who's like taffy. Who's like
1: taffy? Oh, sick.
2: Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We hope you'll join us again next week for our recap of the season one finale, O Come All Ye Faithful. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review shortcomings wherever you listen to podcasts, and check out the other podcasts from the Deaf TV Watch Repeat, Pop Chaser, Slept Pig Podcast, But Now We Said It, and of course, Hot Off the Mess. And you can follow us online. I'm at C Lewis1219 only on Instagram. Sam, where are you?
1: I'm at Robert Historian on Instagram, and I'm at Tinders All off on Twitter so you guys know where to find us.
2: Make sure to follow at The Dip on Instagram and Twitter. I'm sure they're there. And subscribe to The Dip for all of your TV watching needs. We will see you next week. Bye.
1: Bye.
2: This is your summer. That means Six Flags and the taste of an ice-cold Coca-Cola. We're talking thrilling coasters, amazing animal attractions, and this. Coke is summer refreshment, so you can hop on another ride, like the all-new Sidewinder Safari. Six Flags and Coca-Cola, come make it yours. Visit SixFlags.com Coke to save up to $20 off passes or daily tickets starting at $39.99.